I've been here the end of summer 2005, and I'm pretty sure Ethan was like uh, five years old. Evan was like a newborn, wasn't even walking. And uh, I still remember that first service that I came. It's a Sister Joyce, Sister Naira, and I think that's it. I think that the Jagaru family came a couple of months after. Okay, so then uh, the Jagru family as well. So I'm, I'm happy to still see families. I'm talking about August 2005. Hard to believe all these years has been passed by. And uh, hard to believe, brothers and sisters, that people that we used to see here is no longer with us. Sister Flor and Sister Nancy August, they are in heaven and many, many others. But I'm so glad to be here today. We have a, such a wonderful day outside. Spring is around the corner. It's a, a beautiful season that is coming. The f- winter is staying behind us and the cold. And praise God, no snow, right? I'm so glad we didn't receive any snow. By the grace of God, I went to Switzerland last uh, January and I saw enough snow. I don't want to see snow. I went to Poland for four days, and I didn't see the sun, it was snowing, oh, and uh, I mean, I praise God that we have this uh, wonderful weather today. Don't leave after the service, even if you are mad with me, or you don't like something I, I, I'm about to say, don't leave, because uh, my wife and I went this morning to Paseik, to a Mexican bakery, to get this little Mexican bread that... Conchas. <laughs> so I order mini conchas. Enough to finish them in two bites. The French had a big influence in Mexican culture. They went to Mexico. They wanted to make their own bread and they used whatever they had. So that's how we got the conchas. Supposed to be a French brioche. I think that's how they call it. But it's delicious. Uh, I gave some to the Sunday school people that came early, and uh, I'm pretty sure they, they like it. So please, don't go home, stay, and uh, my wife will be helping me to make sure you have uh, one, one piece. If you never try it, believe me, that's the reason I gain weight, <laughs> because uh, with the winter and the cold weather, it's a hot, a hot chocolate or a nice cup of coffee with that in the mornings. Brothers and sisters, that will make you have energy to do what you have to do. Go with me to the book of Mark, chapter 3. I preached this message June 2020. We were just coming out of the pandemic order that churches will be closed. And I think this was uh, the third message that I preached when people came back to church. And back then, during the pandemic season, I think last, in three years ago, about this time, the city or the whole country was about to be shut down. And uh, I decided to start our Sunday messages on the book of Mark. We're still not finished, believe it or not. We're still on that, because on Fridays we are teaching from the book of uh, Revelation. So pray for me as I try to minister to the Spanish-speaking people. Pray for them. 
as uh, we need to grow, and not only in numbers, but uh, spiritually, and uh, it's a miracle for a Spanish-speaking person to come to Jesus because we were taught so much idolatry. And uh, I guess keep praying for us. I thank the Spanish church that is here this morning. I don't see where is everybody else. Maybe it's too early for them because uh, we have the service at 130. Invite people, tell them to come, and uh, that will be encouragement. So go with me to the book of Mark, chapter 3, and pardon my English, I never went to school. The, the English that I know is watching Boss Bonnie and reading the newspapers, and uh, I, I, we, we have a here English majors, but I apologize if I massacre in your language. It's not my intention, but uh, I'm going to rely on the Lord to help me. Go with me to Mark, chapter 3, verse 1. And he entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a withered hand, and they watched him. Wherever he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. And he said unto the man which had the withered hand, stand for. And he said unto them, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath days, or to do evil, to save life, or to kill. But they held their peace. And when he had looked around, about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the men, Stretch forth thy hand, and he stretched it out, and his hand was restored, whole as the other. And the Pharisees went forth, and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him, how they might destroy him. Father, help me as I try to preach, and help me as I minister, minister to your people. Help us to get encouraged and challenged through the message and the moving of your Holy Spirit. I pray if anybody among us is not safe, Father, that today will be the day that this person come to trust in Jesus Christ. And I pray for those that are already safe, that are not walking with you, that today will be the day, Father, that they will come back to you and realize that the time is passing by, is going so fast. And one day we're going to stand in your presence and give an account of what we do and did with the salvation that you gave us. So in everything I pray that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ will be honored and glorified. In his name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. I remember Brother Yedar too was here when, we, when I started coming to this church. It's hard to believe, brothers and sisters. I cannot believe it. And I still, my mind cannot grasp. The book of Mark is a beautiful book. If you notice, it doesn't give us the background of Jesus Christ as the book of Matthew and the book of Luke. It goes straight at Jesus ministering. So if you go with me to the Mark chapter 1, verse 1, it says, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. If you go to chapter 2, verse 1, and again, he entered into Capernaum. If you go to chapter 3, Verse 1, and he entered again, if you go to chapter, chapter 4, verse 1, and he began again, if you go to chapter 5, verse 1, and they came over unto the other side of the sea. Brothers and sisters, as we see, our Lord Jesus Christ was working. He was working, nonstop, ministering people, reaching those that need to be saved, reaching those that live in darkness. And as we see here, our Lord Jesus Christ, 
had up this big hate from the religious people. They hate him because their business and their game was going to end. As I started reading the Bible, July 2004, I realized the religion that my parents raised me, it was lying to me. And I was mad because of that religion and those beliefs, many of my family members are not in heaven because they deny the gospel and they teach them that it's through works and, and good deeds and, and faithfulness to their organization. Brothers and sisters, no organization can save you. The only one that saves is Jesus Christ. And these people hate Jesus Christ because everything that he was teaching was against what they were teaching. And as we read in the book of uh, John chapter 8, they look for every single treat, trick to make Jesus to be in a contradiction to what they believe, the, the Jewish law. And here, if we go to chapter 2, go with me to chapter 2. He already made them upset. And uh, when I started reading the Bible, I was upset, not with Jesus. I was upset with me because I believed the lies that my religion was teaching me. And uh, I, was, I was boiling mad, brothers and sisters. You have no idea. I was very upset because nobody likes to be lying. And when I realized they were lying about my soul, the salvation of my soul, I was so mad. And, and here, these people were mad with Jesus. Verse, chapter 2, verse 6. But there were cert certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why do these men speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? We know that Jesus Christ forgave these men's sins. Go with me to the chap chapter, verse 16. Chapter 2, verse 16. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they say unto his disciples, How is it that he eat and drink, drink it with publicans and sinners? They were mad because Jesus Christ forgave a man's sins. They were mad because Jesus Christ was eating with sinners and fellowship with sinners. Aren't you glad, brothers and sisters? We are all sinners saved by the grace of God. But we are, we are all sinners. And they were mad. Read verse 18. And then disciples of John and of the Pharisees used to fast. And they come and say unto him, Why do the disciples of John and the Pharisees fast, but the disciples fast not? They hate Jesus Christ because he refused to honor their rituals. And uh, Read with me verse 23. And it came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, and his disciples be began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. They were upset because they were eating or plucking corn on the Sabbath day. And our Lord Jesus Christ had a conf confrontation with them. Verse 27. And he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for men, and not men for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. As we see, the Pharisees follow Jesus as he entered into the synagogue. They hate him. They really hate him. And they were trying to set him up. So first point we are going to see this morning is the heart of the Pharisees. A strong heart. They didn't care for nobody else but themselves. For their gain. For their popularity and, and, and their position in society. Go back with me to chapter 3. They had a plan. 
they had a plan. Chapter 3, verse 1, And he entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a withered hand, and they watched him, wherever he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. That's wicked. Can you imagine if, if you know somebody has the power to heal somebody, wouldn't you be happy that this person will be healed instead of getting upset? They didn't have no mercy. These people have no care for the souls of somebody else. They have this plan. We don't know about this case. Might be a construction worker. Maybe he had a, like a job in injury. And little by little, his hand became like uh, dry. Couldn't move it. And we don't know if they reach him and say, listen, we hear that somebody's healing people that are sick. Don't you like to come to the synagogue? He's going to be there. He might heal you. We don't know if that's their plan. Or they saw him sitting in the congregation. What we know, as we read John chapter 8, that they bring a, a woman caught in adultery. And that we still don't know if they, how they set that up. But we know that they are able, they were able to, to make things up. We don't know, maybe this man went and said, yeah, you know, I would like to be healed. I'd really like to be healed. We don't know how that happened. All we know that the Pharisees or the religious people have a heart that is so hard. As I read with me in verse 5, Mark chapter 3, verse 5, and when he had looked around about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, brothers and sisters, it's so easy for us to forsake where the Lord took us. I was on my way to hell, brothers and sisters. So if Brother Joe can put a picture there, that's me at 21 years old. I didn't want to know anything about Jesus Christ. I met that lead singer of this band. You don't want to know the name, but if you want to know, ask me later. I had his CDs, I had his posters, and when I met him, I, you can see my face. I didn't even have that face when I met Fanny. <laughs> Music was my idol. My heart was so hard for Jesus. My, my kids don't believe that I'm not social. You have no idea. I'm not social. I'm so shy. I ha you have no idea how shy I am being here. And what I do, I do it for Jesus. The Lord saw my heart. It was so hard. But he had mercy on me. The Pharisees didn't care that I was on my way to hell if I was living back then. And they were the people that Jesus tried to use to bring people to him. But they love their traditions, they love their rituals, and they hate Jesus Christ. That was me. I used to hate the gospel. I used to hate the Bible. I used to hate the hymns. I used to hate Christians. I used to live in, in Queens, and we had a church in front of us. And uh, one day it was a fight. Brothers there started fighting, and police came and arrested them. And I'm like, that's, that's Christians? That's Christianity? I don't want to be part of them. Look at them. And uh, the Lord had mercy on me. The Lord had mercy on me. And he had mercy with this man with the dry hand. The Pharisees, it 
was so hard. It was so hard. And our Lord Jesus Christ got so grieved because of their hardness of their hearts. I love to read the Bible in Greek. I don't know why I barely speak Spanish. But I love, I love the Greek. Porosis is what the Bible is saying. The hard, hardness of their hearts is porosis. is like um, the countertops on the kitchens, that kind of like a stone, marble, I think that's like how they call it. And uh, construction workers that work with that, they tend to get calluses. That's how you call it? Calluses. And uh, I remember one of my an uncles, when he used to touch me, it was like a so scratchy and saw his calluses. Brothers and sisters, the Pharisees had that. And sometimes the Holy Spirit talk to us and talk to us, and we just tend to say, you know, I don't care. I don't care. And we tend to see our, another brother in Christ. See, he's, he's doing worst. I'm not like that. You know, and we tend to see around instead of looking up. And we got to be careful because as, as much as we continue saying no, no, Lord, no, no, we will get chaos. Like the Pharisees. They knew the law. They knew the, the Old Testament. They knew about Jehovah God. These people got a plan. And then go with, read with me verse 6. And the Pharisees went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. This is very interesting. In Mexico, there is two teams, soccer teams, America and Chivas. I'm from Chivas. That's a, national, that's a team in Mexico that only play with Mexicans. America is like uh, the Dallas Cowboys. They got all the money to hire the best players, obviously, and like the New York Yankees. That's why they always win. And the Chivas, they always lose because, you know, they use just Mexicans. They, we cannot agree with each other. My sister is from America. They just pray for her. It's the, it's the black sheep of my family. And we say, cannot agree with her. We cannot agree with her. On, on Saturday, it's going to be a game be, with, between them. And we're already talking trash to each other. Can you imagine these two groups, one that hate the Romans, and another group that loved the Romans and said, you know, it was a great thing that the Romans came to rule over us. Like, wait a minute, no, it's not. Yeah, you know, but you know, it's progress. We, we are reaching new heights in constructions and everything. Look, they even helped Herod build the temple. And, and the Pharisees hate the Romans. But they agree that both of them hate Jesus. And here they plot to destroy him. They were getting upset because Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath day, but they had no problem wishing and planning to destroy Jesus Christ. That's hypocrisy. And we have to be very careful, brothers and sisters. We have to be very, very careful because we can be, sometimes our hearts will forget where the Lord took us. And even in our churches, we can have, oh, you know, I don't know, it's all these kids running around with their boggers and crying. And we got to be careful, brothers and sisters, because in our churches, we can tend to have a heart that is like a stone. 
I got invited to preach in a church in Junkers like many years ago. As I entered, the church was, the pastor was somewhere else, so he invited me to preach for him. My wife and I show up, and we were inside the church. Kids were running, playing hide-and-seek, and I love that. I, I love that. And I told the Spanish church, please, you know, don't, don't scream at your kids. Let, let them be kids. As we sit there, the, then the brother that was in charge of making announcements rebuked the mom so bad. I feel so bad. This is a sanctuary. This is God's house. And we have to control our kids. And I'm like, oh, brothers, you know, brother, they are kids. It wasn't during the preaching. It was before the preaching. And when the preaching started, they went take to another room, and they, they were quiet. And I'm like, you know, sometimes we just tend to be, put the material things instead of the spiritual things. Because if one day I show up to a church and they rebuke me for something, the way I dress, or the way I talk, or the way I don't talk, I wouldn't come back. I wouldn't come back. You have no idea how my heart was broken when the pandemic started, and we decided to close the church. I used to come, put my tripod over there, put my camera, put record, walk. Good morning. We are going to start. We start singing. Me, because it was just me, preaching and then praying, and then brothers and sisters, I'll see you next transmit uh, next uh, service. Walk, turn it off, look around like my soul. I miss people. This is not what church is supposed to be. Two months after Mother's Day, church got open, and I remember people came. And they made a mess. A mess. Pastor Madden and I agree, you know. I'd rather clean this mess up than not having people here. Because the Bible says where no oxen are, the creep is clean. But I want the church to be dirty. I want the church to be alive. I remember when we started coming to this church, it was just me and my two girls. Little by little, all of a sudden, it was like a 20 Mexicans. Somebody say, my soul, Mexicans are, are like cockroaches. One comes and more come after them. Can you understand the hardness of their heart? Instead of saying, praise God that Mexicans are getting safe. Praise God that they realize that Mary is not going to save them. Praise God that Jesus Christ is the only mediator between God and men. We were called cockroaches. My mom used to hear, shake their hands, and as soon as my mom turned around, they were like this. We didn't have Purell, otherwise it will be like Can you imagine that? And we can tend to be like that. Put the things of church first of the spiritual things. The Pharisees had that kind of heart, so hard. And sometimes we can be very nasty. As a Christians, we can be very, very nasty. And we don't need to be like that. Don't you forget, brothers and sisters, where the Lord took you. He took me from the deeps of hell and saved me and cleared me and tried to use me. Praise God that I don't follow a religious man. 
Praise God that I follow Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad, brothers and sisters, that he loves us and saves us? Second point, we see the heart of the Pharisees. Go, up, go back with me to Mark chapter 3, verse 3. Let's see the heart of Jesus Christ. And he said unto the men which had the withered hand, stand forth. Brothers and sisters, I love my Bible. It's King James on one side and Reina Valera 1960 on the other side. I love that in the Spanish section says, stand for and get in the middle. Not only stand for, stand for and get in the middle. Come here. Come here. I want to heal you, but you have to do a little sacrifice. The Lord can heal anybody wherever they are. The Lord can save anybody wherever he, 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 that person is. I didn't get saved in a church. I got saved by my bedside. I didn't had any church back then. The Lord say, stand for and, and come in the middle. You want something from me? Make the extra effort. Our Lord Jesus Christ loves us, but sometimes we have to sacrifice. It's not easy, brothers and sisters, sometimes. The flesh say, says no. Everything outside says come. And the Lord Jesus said, you know, stand for and get in the middle. And I, I see you right now. You get up and come in the middle and praise God for that. That man went and the Lord Jesus Christ did a miracle in front of everybody. But first he confronted them, verse 4, and he said unto them, It is lawful to do good on the Sabbath days or to do evil, to save life or to kill, but they held their peace. In, in Spanish, on Jorge Moran version, it says they were quiet. They didn't even speak. They didn't even say anything. They couldn't say anything. We are in, how you say, quarantena, Lent? Lent, Lent season, people are trying not to eat meat on Fridays, and I remember one in my country, I remember we used to eat only fish, that's one of the reasons I don't like fish, and uh, because they say, oh, no, no, we cannot eat meat. That's man-made rules. You can see that in the Bible. Instead, it says, whatever you do, whatever you eat, praise God and, and thank God for it, like Everything is lawful to me. I can do anything, brothers and sisters, but not everything will edify me. Man-made rules, and the Pharisees had a lot, a lot on man-made rules. And uh, if you see around the religious organizations, all of them had the rules. The Adventists, they meet on Saturdays. The Jehovah Witnesses do, do not celebrate birthdays. The, the Muslims do not eat bacon. And that, that there is man-made rules, and they think because of that they will gain paradise or glory or salvation of their soul. And these people had so many man-made rules. One of those was so funny that wherever they go to the market and they touch an apple and put it back, they have the ritual to, the, to wash their hands seven times, one, two, three, four, to purify themselves. Because otherwise, their sins of the, per the person that touched it before were coming through them. That's, that, that's superstition. As an ex-Catholic, I had a lot 
a lot of superstitions. And our Lord Jesus Christ rebuked them and asked them, it is lawful to heal somebody on the Sabbath day? They didn't know what to say. Read with me verse 5. And when he had looked round about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the men, Stretch forth thy hand, and he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the another. At the beginning of verse 5, it says, Look around about on them with anger. There is two types of anger. I remember one day my co-worker ordered uh, Starbucks for everybody. But her drink came wrong. Can you imagine that, paying over $100 just for your drink to be the only one that came wrong? And, and I saw how she was throwing a tantrum. She threw herself into the wall and started hitting her head. Off. She was mad. That's one kind of anger. The kind of anger here is the one that boils little by little. Our Lord Jesus Christ was holding his anger. These people really get on his nerves. They didn't know what to say. They got the rules, and they were misleading people. That's why when we read the end of the book of Matthew, he rebuked them so bad when he tells them that they dress all white, but inside they are like bones of dead people. He was anger. And we can make anger our Lord Jesus Christ too with the things that we do or the things that we don't do. He was like, oh. and he's patient, brothers and sisters. It's long suffering and mercy. I love my, my Savior. Not only he got anger, read with me, and when he had looked around about on them with anger, being grief for the hardness of their hearts, grief. You know when you make somebody sad with the things that you say or the things that you don't say. Sometimes we hurt our kids and we don't even know how. I remember one day, Adrian is here, he told me, Dad, are you, gonna go, are you going to watch my volleyball game? Is the championship. I say, no. Saturdays, I have a lot of things to do. And I didn't realize I heard him. I saw his face, and he walked away. And then I'm like, you know, <laughs> I better go. <laughs> so I started driving to Jersey City. I got lost. I just show up there the last, like, the last 10 minutes. And then I saw my son was happy, bro. Uh, Coach Bill is here. We were all happy, but I almost missed that special day for, for my kids and the kids of our church. Sometimes we grieve people. Sometimes we grieve Jesus Christ. He's like, oh, my son. He's like, oh, my. Jorge has been almost 20 years since you've been safe, and you still behave like that should be a mature Christian and you still be behaving like that and sometimes my heart hurts like oh Lord you know you're right Lord please be patient with me I'm a hard-headed Mexican please Lord please be patient with me we don't want to grieve our Lord Jesus Christ brothers and sisters 
Then we see his compassion. Being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the men, Stretch forth thy hand, and he stretched it out, and his hand was restored, whole as the other. His compassion. This man couldn't work. This man wasn't able to do many things. He got his hands restored. Brothers and sisters, as a Christian, many times I backslide. My hand gets dry. And the Lord comes to me and says, come. I told you this, and I tell this the Spanish church one day. As a pastor, I was, I thought I was failing. I was going to give up. Um, I was talking to our Lord. Lord, you know, I cannot do it no more. You know, Lord, get somebody else. I, I don't think I can do it. And I was about to quit when I received a call. Hey, Pastor, how are you? I'm doing great. Pastor, you know, I need to invite you to preach at this conference, a conference that I always attend and I never was invited to preach. Will you be able to preach, brother? I'm like, uh, yeah. And then I hung up and like, Lord, thank you. Thank you. I wanted to quit, but you still want me to have my hands useful for you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. And, and I went on my knees. I'm like, Lord, thank you. And when I preached that, that day, I don't remember the message, but I was happy. I saw people happy. I was edified. People were edified. And that's what the Lord wanted us to use our hands. Outside, I used to use my hands. I used to be a goalkeeper. I want to use my hands for the Lord. I don't know much. I never graduated from a Bible college. I didn't have the opportunity to grow up in a Sunday school uh, program. No BBS. That's the reason when we had our first BBS here, my brother and I, I think we were the most happy people playing and everything because we never had a BBS. And I praise God for that. But sometimes we grieve our Lord and he show his mercy and say, you know, I still want to use you. Come here. You're still useful. Remember I told you this when I gave my life to Jesus. I'm like, Lord, I, don't, I have nothing. I don't have no talents. The only thing that I have is a big mouth. And you say, right there. Right there. I'm going to use you right there. You're going to have it. You're going to be a big mouth for me. I'm like, okay, Lord, I think I can do that. Now we see the heart of the Pharisees, the beautiful heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we see the heart of the multitude, the people that were there, religious people, Jesus, and people common and simple like, like me, not, not like you, like me. People were watching. Read with me verse 7. But Jesus withdrew himself with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him, and from Judea, and from Jerusalem, and from Idumea, and from beyond Jordan, and they about Tyre and Sidon, and great multitude, when they had heard what great things he did, came unto him. And he expected to his disciples that a, a small ship should be weighed on him because of the multitude, lest they should wrong him. What they saw in Jesus is compassion. His love, his mercy, his patience. The Pharisees saw him as a treat, but people saw him as a, a savior. They needed, brothers and sisters, we needed a savior. I remember when I was growing up, hard to believe I seen. I think I started smoking when I was like uh, 11 years old. Can you imagine? Couldn't even walk straight and <laughs> blowing smoke. And then start drinking in middle school. 
when I did my first communion, I, I want to show you the picture one day. You can tell the defeat on my face. Because I knew I didn't tell that priest all my sins. I was ashamed. So I wasn't, I felt dirty. And you see me with my candle in my little book. So I knew I wasn't clean. And my first communion was supposed to make me clean. Because I was a sinner. I'm still a sinner. And I didn't see in that religious organization a savior. They had man-made rules. They make me pray, I think, 25 Hail Marys. And I think I chilled all my, everything that they told me to do. You're going to say 20, our fathers. I'm like, it's hard to follow. Like, it's 13 or 14. I can't remember. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to follow. What I saw in Jesus when I read the Bible, brothers and sisters, the first time, a merciful Savior. People saw him as a merciful Savior. Here we see in verse 10, for he had healed many. He had healed many. I didn't have any physical sickness, but I have a leprosy on my soul, on my heart. Not only they saw Jesus, not only they searched him to heal them, but what they say about him. Verse 11, and unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. Even the devils recognized Jesus Christ as the Son of God, the Savior. Religious people didn't. And that's why we have to pray for our loved ones that are not safe. That they maybe they still believe their organization is going to save them. The only one that's safe is Jesus Christ. And the Lord has to open their eyes and we have to pray for them. And we have to encourage them and keep pressing. Listen, you know, Jesus is the one that saves. I told you this many times before. With Pastor Matt and I went to a funeral like a two years ago. A dear lady that used to come to church, her mom died. I lead her to Christ one day to her mom. And as we show up there, we, Pastor Matt wasn't invited to preach, neither me, neither I, because uh, it was a big Catholic family. So the priest came, and, and there you have people sitting that are workers in the White House. So one of those is a teacher in one of our top universities. Smart people. I think the, the, the only one that wasn't educated was Pastor Madenai. But uh, he starts saying, oh, you know, sister so-and-so is in heaven because she was faithful to Catholic Church. And now it's our job to pray for her. That way she can leave purgatory. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And I look around like, uh, these people understand what he's saying? First he's saying she's in heaven. Then he's saying, you know, we have to pray. And we have to, to, to do mass for her eternal salvation. And I didn't want to be disrespectful. But I, want, I, I was going to stand up and say, hey, sir, excuse me. So what is it? What is she? Can you explain? Can you explain through the Bible what is she? But I didn't want to be disrespectful, brothers and sisters. But you understand? People saw, even the devils knew that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Keep praying for our loved ones, brothers and sisters. It's a miracle that my father is here and that my father got saved. My father got saved right here. But it took us a lot of tears. We used to come every Wednesday and put my dad on the prayer list. 
please, Lord, save my dad. Save my dad. He was the last one. My dad is always looking for excuse to go to Mexico. If you want me to be safe, then you should sponsor or go or do a GoFundMe to go and say goodbye to Virgin Mary in Mexico. I'm like, Dad, what do you want to do? You want to go on vacation, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh no, you know, I want to do the right, the the, the, the right way, the right. The, the, I just say goodbye to him. Like you can say good, goodbye from here. And you know, my dad always looking for a excuse to go <laughs> and have a vacation. Keep praying for them, because even the devils believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's the only Savior. Go with me to the book of uh, 2 Timothy. Soccer is a big thing in Mexico. You had family members stop talking to each other because of that. Believe me. It's, 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 it's like a big idol. And sometimes as a Christians, we talk more about sports or anything else than the gospel. And sometimes we can be very nasty to defend our point. And I can argue with my sister all day long. You know, your team, America, has 13 titles. And Chivas got only 12. But that's because you hire people from Argentina, Uruguay, Colombia, the best soccer players. They got the money to it. And we can argue all day long. Oh, you know, but you got these people. And we can even stop talking to each other. As a Christians, if we are going to defend something, it's going to be the gospel. Look here in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse, chapter 4, verse 1. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own loss shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. It broke my heart knowing a Spanish pastor during election time, 2018, had an argument with a lady over, over Facebook, and he ended up the, argue, the argument saying, you know, anyway, you're a horse-faced lady, so. I'm like, a, a brother, you're a pastor, you're a preacher, you're a Christian, you're a Sunday school teacher. You have no business telling people how they look because they have a different point of view than you. What is your mercy? You think this person will come to Jesus Christ knowing that you're a Christian, that you're a pastor? It broke my heart, brothers and sisters. We can be very nasty trying to defend our points. We can be very nasty. But what people need to hear is the gospel. I hate abortion. I despise abortion. And a Spanish lady got saved, and one day reached me and texted me, Pastor, now I understand what abortion, abortion means. I didn't understand it now. And I used to defend and support abortion, but I don't anymore. I praise God for that. And I'm like, you know, praise God. I cannot change her point of view. Jesus can do. But if I'm nasty against her, you think she will come? She will go and, and believe fables. In Spanish, we say cuentos chinos, which is like a Chinese tells. 
that used to entertain kids, you know, I'm going to tell you a tell. Like, yeah, tell me, tell me, you know, this guy got six minutes, like, oh, my soul. You believe those things. Like the crying woman in Mexico, La Llorona, you believe that. And people believe things like that, but they don't believe the gospel. And that sometimes they don't believe it because of us. We have to be very careful and show mercy as Jesus Christ showed mercy. The heart, heart of the Pharisees, the beautiful heart of Jesus Christ, and the heart that we are supposed to have, the heart of Jesus. Patient, merciful, and follow him because we all are prone to fall. All of us are prone to fall. I see people in my own eyes. I see a pastor got in love, a Spanish pastor with one of the ladies on her congregation. They got divorced, the church closed. And he used to go to every single conference, a Spanish conference, Argentina, Colombia, Dominican Republic, in uh, California, in Chicago, everywhere. Everybody tends to fall. I know another preacher. He used to be in fire for the Lord. Something happened in his marriage. Now he works driving a bus. Nothing wrong driving a bus. Last year he got the award of the best driver of the whole company. The Lord didn't call me to be a driver, brothers and sisters. The Lord called me to show mercy and to preach the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. It's nothing wrong to have an, a, a prize because you're a good worker. But that preacher wasn't called to do that. He was called to preach the saving grace of Jesus Christ. How is our heart today? I got this. I'm a little corny sometimes, brothers and sisters. When I was making funny fall in love with me, I used to call and put three chorus, dial, and sing to her. And I'm now knowing her, I think she was making fun of me and putting on a speaker for everybody to hear. Like, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Uh, can you sing another one? Like, yeah, sure, you know. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's made, she was making fun of me. I got this. And I want to give you one. I have them over here. So I wrote two of my, my favorite Bible verses. First John chapter 4, four verse 19. We love him because he first... Love us. Another one, Galatians 2.20. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ living in me. And the life which now I live in the flesh, I live it by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, little me. This Mexican didn't even finish middle school. That you came to this country to wash pots and pens that barely speak Spanish, let alone English. I love him because he first loved me. And I want to show people that Jesus Christ loved them. And I want to love them, despite who they are. Because if the Lord can love me, despite who I am. I told, and Pastor Matt agreed with this, when I started the Spanish church, Lord, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can love these people. In the flesh, I don't think I can love these people. I don't think I can shake the head of these people that call my family cockroaches. And then the Lord say, love them through me. Love them through me. I'm not perfect. I'm 
brothers and sisters, I think it's more spiritual people here than me. But I'm trying. And I want to I wanna die trying. I don't know how long I'm going to live. Pray for me next, uh, not this Tuesday. Next Tuesday, I have uh, the appointment with the urologist to see what's going on if I still have high risk to have can prostate cancer or not. I don't know when I, how long I'm going to live, but I want to live for my Lord. And uh, as a Christian, I think that's what he called me to do, to talk about him and reach people and live for him. I cannot live for me. I lived for me for many years. You saw the picture. I used to spend all my money on music and clothes and hairstyle and you name it. I didn't have any savings. Everything was for me, my idols. I didn't care how much money I spent for tickets. I think one day I spent $400 for two tickets, 1992, $400 for two tickets to go to a concert. Now when the offering play passed by, on, <laughs> you see, I want to live for my Lord. So this is the message. Let's stand up and pray. And I don't leave. There is some yummy, yummy conscience for you waiting. We are going to make an invitation. If the Lord spoke to your heart, as the music plays, if you want to come and talk to the Lord, you want to come and pray for somebody that you see their hearts are getting so hard that the Lord is going to be a day that he's going to be like, okay, Go ahead. I'm not going to call you no more. Or if you want to come and pray for somebody to be safe, the altar is open.